I'm here with Levitt head football coach Mike Hathaway. Coach, uh, a trip back in time to Foxcroft Academy. Yeah, we, we uh, that was it was a long trip, um, but uh, you know we we talked before the game. We had never played Foxcroft before, um, so there, there wasn't really any history there per se. Uh, but uh, Coach White and I go go not I wouldn't say way back, but we've done a lot of lobster bowls together. Uh, he's a spread offense guy, so you know we, we talk a lot in the off season. Um, and uh, you know, successful trip, we got a win, but also uh, you know just a, a first class program up there that, that Danny runs. Uh, the boosters provided us with a meal after the game before we went home. Uh, you know, the, everything from the the field to the setup to the the game was. Uh, just run in a very first-class way, so it's nice to go somewhere and, and see that. And um, you know, before the game, uh, we and it was coordinated kind of by Coach Lippert at Coney. We had done it with uh, I think there were 14 or 15 different staffs, but uh, both us and Foxcroft, the entire staff, wore the autism awareness T-shirts. And uh, you know, went out before the game and had a picture taken, and um, you know, just got to talk about it and, and kind of you know make people more aware by. You know, using the the small platform that we may have to, uh, you know, publicly just you know make a statement there obviously means a lot to Coach Lip. Um, means a lot to me too. My wife has spent her entire career, um, you know, in that field helping kids with autism. So, uh, you know, it, for us to get the word out and have the chance to do that, and you know, to have the chance to do that with Foxcroft, uh, is pretty good. So, yeah, the the. Um I think it's a much bigger platform than you realize it is. Yeah, uh, a maybe. lot of people follow your team, and and uh, I think you posting on Twitter was fantastic. It was a great picture, and like you said, your wife and others. My my son's uh, girlfriend is that's what she does. She works with multiple handicapped kids, and autism is one of the spectrums, and it's incredible. Uh, the the patience and the caring and and those kind of things. It's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, you know, it certainly you know sends a good message to our own players that, uh, you know, it's important that we look out for other people in this world and, and do what we can. And, and if we get a chance to help in some way, then, then we should. So, uh, I, I've always said going to Foshkov is like going to the sixties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, the, the school, they've right. done some improvements, of course, but, and it's a gorgeous place, but, yep. but it's a, it's a trip back in time. It's definitely an, an old style town. You know, you, you come through town and there's like an old school movie theater and, uh, you know, you know, old Pat's pizza and <laughs> stuff like that. So it's, it's a pretty cool place. And I've spent some time up there during some lobster bowls. So, uh, you know, fun to, to be back up there again. Tell us about, uh, the game, uh, who played well for you. Uh, we, you know, we got some good play out of our offensive line. They really opened up some holes. We had two hundred yard rushes. Um, you know, Wyatt ran for around one hundred and thirty from the quarterback spot, and wow. uh, Garrett J. Bush had one hundred and one on six carries uh, from the tailback spot. So, uh, you know, to to get that kind of ground game going was important. Um, you know, we also our short pass game was pretty good. We were able to, you know, get some completions and get some guys out in space, but. Uh, you know, I, I just like the way our line's playing. It doesn't really seem to matter much who the back is. That's our, our fourth different 100-yard rusher uh, for the season. So we're spreading the ball around pretty good, and those guys are blocking pretty good up front. And, uh, you know, Cam Jordan on defense was, was a beast in the first half. Uh, three sacks. He was all over the field. Um, you know, Tommy Casey and Riley Parmenter at linebackers as well. We, we did a nice job. Uh, you know, Logan Martin for Foxcroft is an excellent running quarterback, and um, he, he's as slippery as they come, probably. But we did a pretty good job of, of caging him in and and uh, not letting him hurt us with big plays. So, what uh, what's it like when you when you face a team? Because a lot of teams are running the spread and the read and whatever now. What's it like when you face a team like that? Is the preparation different? Yeah, I mean, not 
not so much in the fact that I think this is, you know, this week we're going on maybe the fifth or sixth shotgun team we played in a row going back to the preseason. So it seems like more and more teams are doing it. Um, and when we have our camp in the summer and, and when we kind of go through the preseason, we're often going against our own stuff. Uh, so for us, you know, we kind of have a plan of how we would defend us. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of work that through and, and apply it to spread teams, you know, depending on their different strengths or whatever. Uh, but certainly the one thing that you look at first with a spread team is how much does the quarterback run the ball? Um, you know, are they going to be a, a pass first with a, with a you know, sit-in-the-pocket type of guy? Uh, or is it going to be a team where they, you know, a lot of sprint out, a lot of read options, uh, things like that? Because those are kind of different, uh, different animals. So that's kind of what we look at first. Uh, and then we kind of build our, our plan from there. And, uh, you know, formationally, you know, what, what do they use? There's a lot of trips, a lot of empty. You know, that can affect you know, what we play for coverages or even what we put for personnel on the field. You know, we have a base package, we have a nickel package, we have a dime package. Uh, so depending on, you know, formationally what they give us, do they use tight ends, uh, you know, kind of dictates what, you know, what we do on the other side. So it's, a, you know, always a chess game, um, you know, and, and I guess luckily we, we're facing a lot of these teams early. Uh, so, you know, you can carry some things over week to week but also add a little bit. Uh, you know, I mean, we showed some things against Foxcroft that we hadn't shown uh, prior to that, that worked pretty well. So, uh, you know, it's a chance for us to kind of evaluate week to week what are some things we can put in the game plan that might help us. It's always a debate in my mind of whether or not you show something and then they have to practice against it or you save it for yeah, that time. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a debate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's always a discussion amongst the staff of, you know, do we do this, do we not do this? And, you know, I, I think, you, you know, we, we kind of decide later in the week than early in the week. You know, around Thursday we get a feel for – yeah, we really have this down. We we need to use it so that we've got some game experience using sure. it and, and see how it goes. And, you know, you also think a little bit about, you know, what are some things that we want to, you know, that, that we want other teams to have to prepare for to make their practices a, a little more difficult. Uh, but also what are some things that we, we might want to hold back. And even within the game you get that too where sometimes you want to hold some things back until after halftime because they don't have a chance to adjust if you can wait until the third quarter to put it out there. So... Uh, you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into that, and uh, but uh, in general, I would say I'm always on the side of if it's going to work good, we should probably use it. And uh, if we, we put that on tape and somebody else sees it, then you know maybe we go a step further and come up with something off from that. So, I used to used to bug me when somebody had a special, uh, either a punt formation or an extra point formation. You got to spend a, a, a take some time, huge amount of time, getting ready to to defend it. I always said, even though I was a quarterback like you, I spent all my time on defense <laughs> yeah, during, it's, uh, during the week, getting ready. What are we going to do against that? Yeah, I mean, you know? We, you know, we're lucky here where we've got some guys who are pretty good in that in that department with Coach Bonavie and the, the defensive staff. So I don't, you know, I, I get into a lot of the game planning on, you know, on the weekend and on Sunday when we meet and, and Monday when we kind of, you know, game plan with the team and go through our walkthrough. But after that, I, you know, I'm usually running the look So, you know, once in a while I'll come up with a little bit of a suggestion or just something I might see from the other side that, you know, I'm like, yeah, maybe that doesn't look so good or whatever. But uh, for the most part, those guys, you know, they, they do that and that's, that's why they're here and they, they do a pretty good job. And it lets me kind of focus on, you know, more on offense. So, I'm talking with Coach Mike Hathaway of Abbott High School. Uh, Mike Haley, when we coached together at Oak Hill, he used to say there was one year – I think it was the second year we were together. Five weeks in a row, the team we were playing had a totally different offense than anything we'd seen before. And he yep. said, 
whatever hair I got left, I'm pulling out <laughs> because we got to, you know, you got to change your style enough to make a difference in it. Yeah, you do. And, and, you know, I mean, one of the things that we talked about as well is you, you can't, you know, we face a few spread teams in a row. You can't play them the same way every time because then teams are going to see like, oh, when they're in, you know, four wide, they're in this coverage all the time. Uh, so we really spent a lot of time this week trying to, you know, mix some things up and and just, you know, handle some formations a little bit differently and, you know, kind of to see what we can do and if we can handle it, but also to, you know, give teams more to, to prepare for. You know, you get around midseason and you'd like to start shaving some time off from practice, um, you know, in the effort to keep kids healthy and engaged and, uh, you know, just to, to maintain your stamina through the season. But at the same time, there's more to cover because teams are doing more and showing more and, uh, you know, everything from the swinging gates on extra points to fake punts and different formations and you know, a lot of rugby punt teams now and things like that. There's just a lot of things to, to fit in there. So Yeah, and you can't just walk and talk. You've you got to do physical no, you gotta, things you gotta, too. No, you've got to wrap it out. It, it, you know, kids are going to, you know, they're, they're going to learn different ways, but I, I would say the majority of them learn the best by doing it. So uh, you've got to try to get as many as, as uh, many reps as you can and so then it becomes important to get a good tempo in practice and get as many plays out as you can in each period and, and things like that. So it's things we just keep working on, try to get better at. Coach, how about somebody that you kind of been surprised by, you didn't really expect? I know you've talked a little bit about a couple, a couple of young linemen. Yep. Anybody else in particular that has just jumped out at you? Yeah, um, you know, on, uh, in, the, uh, in the defensive line, um, you know, we, we've had a, kind of a, a bunch of different guys rotating through there. Um, you know, Jake Spignardi, I, I think he's a senior for us. He started last year. You know, he might be about at the point where he's finally getting healthy again. Um, and, you know, last week was really the first week he had a full week of practice and, and got to play, and, and he looked a lot better. You know, he played a little bit the week before but hadn't really played that well. Uh, so we were kind of happy with the way, you know, he's progressing up front. It's going to be nice to, to get a few healthy bodies back here as, as the year goes on. Um, you know, and then offensively, another kid who I think is on the cusp is, is uh, Jaden Banks. Uh, he's a sophomore for us, and he, he, he really had, has had some great JV games. We, we didn't play him yesterday, um, and we think he's going to be a bigger part of the game plan, maybe on both sides of the ball this week. Uh, you know, York throws the ball quite a bit, and, uh, you know, Jaden's a pretty good, uh, pretty good cover guy for us in secondary. So uh, that's, a, that's a kid. And, and Keegan Melanson has really had an outstanding year at wideout. Um, you know, he's been big for us. He, he kind of... You know, because he doesn't carry the ball, he's probably the last guy that people think about on our offense, maybe. Um, but he's definitely, you know, a guy that, uh, you know, on, on the perimeter, you know, he usually gets a pretty good matchup. So uh, that's the guy we've, we've been going to pretty regularly, and, and he's had a nice start to the season. I just saw Wanda Wood McLean in the uh, hallway, her 36, 36. year of coaching field hockey. And I said, I think the biggest, one of the biggest changes for me is how young the kids are on the teams. I mean, I... I mean, I remember I coached way back a long time ago, as you know. Freshmen, we didn't even know what they looked like. I mean, right. you, you, you saw them once in a while, but they had their own <laughs> everything. Practice I mean, and, oh, yeah. they certainly were running our things and all of that stuff. But yep. they now, freshmen are playing. And yeah. that's a huge step for a young kid to come in and play early in the fall. Yeah, we had never had a freshman, you know, we, we, we had, never really had a freshman start until, you know, recently. Jordan Hurston, when he was a freshman, played a little bit of wide receiver for us. Uh, Mike Austin, if you go way back to the, the mid-2000s, uh, Mike played a little bit as a freshman at linebacker and on some special teams, but we really had never had a guy. And, and this senior class, uh, we've got four of those guys who started as freshmen. And a lot of it really was just because of the weakness and, and lack of depth 
you know, in our upperclassmen in, in those years. You know, we, we had a couple classes back-to-back that only had nine or ten kids in them and uh, forced those guys to play. So, you know, Cole Morin, Camden Jordan, Alan Peabody, uh, Riley Parmenter, uh, those four guys are four-year starters now at, at wow. this point. Uh, so, you know, we didn't really want to play him back then. And, and, you know, for, you know, I know for Al too, you know, a, a strong safety at, at 130 pounds maybe back then. And, <laughs> you know, he was pretty tough, but he, uh, you know, he didn't last the whole season and, and, you know, that was tough on him. And, uh, you know, Riley was playing defensive line back then as a freshman. He wasn't even a linebacker. So uh, those guys definitely took their lumps and it's something that I, you know, I like to avoid, but uh, certainly, you know, I think now you're seeing sophomores that are a little more ready than they, they used to be. And uh, part of that is a lot. A big deal is the weight room. I mean, those three guys that, that play for us, Poirier and Twitchell and uh, Butaw, I mean, those guys, are, they're lifters. So, you know, their bodies don't look like sophomore body. You know, they're all well over six feet tall. They're all well over 225 pounds. And, uh, you know, they're, they're strong. So, you know, if, if you have that component, I think in football, that, that's the key. If you don't have that, you better be really, really skilled as a wideout or something like that. Or you can't really do it. So... Uh, you know, but yeah, you, you see him. We played a sophomore quarterback last year for the first time ever, too. So, um, you know, those guys are it, it definitely, sure. you know, definitely is happening. Tell me really quickly about York. Uh, they, I think they're still undefeated. Yeah, they're three and zero. They they beat uh, the big win at Cape uh, two weeks ago. Big win at Poland last week, where they they put a lot of points up. Uh, they beat O'Kill in a in a cross class game uh, week one and, and handled them pretty easy. Uh, so they're, you know, they're flying pretty high. I think they're looking at this as a, you know, a little bit of a measuring stick game for them coming in here. And, and uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a good game. They're a spread offense. They can score a lot of points. Tegan Hines was a sophomore starter last year at quarterback, and, and he's back. Um, you know, they really have a, a several backs they can get the ball to. Um, and I think they've made a lot of strides on defense from last year. I think last year when we played them, the game was kind of a blowout. Uh, and defensively, they had a little bit of a hard time with our, our run game. But... Uh, they, they look much sounder on that side of the ball. They also, the second year of their new coaching staff, they, they seem to have a better handle on things in terms of what they're doing with their schemes and, you know, fewer mistakes and things like that. And it's a team that was young last year and is a year older. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. Our schedule's been great so far. You, you know, you talk Freiburg and, and Foxcroft and Herman, those are three really good football teams that are going to win a lot of games, and, and York's no different. So, uh, you know, you like, you like having tough games all the way through. It's what's, what's, sure. what's going to make you better. Yeah. Well, Coach, good luck. Sounds good. I'll see you next week. All right. All right, take care.